Good evening, everybody. It's very cool to be up here. I love being able to see everybody sitting down. You've got your groups. Now, if you're not happy with your groups, you're probably going to have to just make do for now because there's not going to be another time to move over. Sorry. Awkward. But who remembers what the series is that we're talking about? Congratulations. You can all read the screens. Very, very good. Well... You guys, you guys are great. You've remembered. You're able to read. Tick, tick. This is awesome. So we are. We're talking about you're not the boss of me. We're talking about the emotions that sometimes get us into a bit of trouble. You know, Singe introduced the series a couple of weeks ago. We began asking ourselves the question, am I in control of my emotions or are my emotions in control of me? Ooh. And then Laura spoke on uh, you're not the boss of me guilt she used that great illustration of um, having ash up here holding that really heavy bag of cat food and showed us how god wants to take that heaviness from us and shame from us that we can control the impact that guilt has on our lives that we can be free and tonight i get to talk about the emotion wait for it envy you guys are just jealous. <laughs> I, have to, I have to be honest. <laughs> thank you. I pre-warned the leaders and I told them they had to laugh. So thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're not the boss of me, Envy. You know, I'm, it's something I'm sure we've all felt before. Envy is that feeling where you want something that you don't have that you see in someone else. Now, right up front, I do want to say, I want to clarify something, that from what I just said, it would be easy to think that envy is just wanting something and that it's the wanting that's bad. But it's not. Wanting isn't bad in and of itself. Having a goal, wanting to achieve something, you know, or make a difference in the world, that is not wrong and it's certainly not envy. Now, envy is when you're consumed on getting something that somebody else has it's the, something el- it's the someone else bit that makes it envy. So first question, turn to the people around you and ask them to describe a time they have wanted something that someone else had. All right, yell some things out. What did you want that someone else had? Sporting abilities, art skills, money. I thought you said honey. Ice cream. Wait for it. Did anybody say chocolate? Well, something that you may or may not know about me is that I love chocolate. Like, like I really like it to the point where I could like demolish a whole block and like that is fine. That's like one sitting. You can ask Singe. He will definitely testify to that. Actually, we have this funny saying um, at home that he, like, has, he, he'll kind of keep a secret stash of chocolate at home. And he's not, he goes, I'm not hiding it from you. I'm hiding it for you. Because as soon as we've run out, I know it actually deserves a clap. As soon as we run out of chocolate, he'll just like appear and be like, here's some. I'm like, yes, what a guy. All right, who said they liked chocolate? All right, I want four people to come up here and you guys are going to try and convince me why you should have this chocolate. Right, one, two, three. 
Four. If we've got another mic, that would be awesome. If not, four up here. Perfect. You stand stand along here. That's fine. Alrighty. In one short sentence, you got to explain to me your love for chocolate and why you deserve it. I I lack sustenance and I need food. So you need it? Great. I need it. Great. Well played. Eye on the prize. I just need sugar in my life. <laughs> very good. I'm very tired and I need some sugar. Oh, you need energy? Because if I get it, then I can take it back and share with my friends. It's mine. No. All right. You know what? Jack, I think you can have it. You can stay there. But are you happy with that? Go sit down. You guys can stay. Oh, that's really nice. Give it back, give it back. What if I... What if I was to give you this instead? Well done, guys. But what if I had more? Wait. I have to be honest, it like it only has two two big ones. It's still good. Alright, you guys can head you can head into your um your groups, maybe you can share them. Awesome. Very cool. You guys have the chocolate. There's going to be more time that you can break up into groups. Might be a good time to share it then. So, I'm pretty sure we all have a pretty good idea of what envy is now. Because at the start, all we wanted was the small chocolate bar, and that was the goal, and that was enough. But then we saw the next size up, and when we wanted that... And then we saw the next size up and we wanted that. And then we saw the big one and we're like, nah, I've got to have that. And this is the problem with envy. We're never happy with what we've got. The dangerous thing is that envy, it makes you think that you need more, but it leaves you feeling like you've got less. And we know that because we all feel like we missed out. And we haven't lost anything, except maybe the ability to be satisfied with what we have. My first point tonight, envy robs us of contentment. It takes away our ability to be satisfied 
We're unable to ever feel like we have enough. And it's all kind of you know, funny and not very serious when we're talking about chocolate. But the truth is, it goes much deeper than that. You know, the thought that crosses my mind, if I had his brain, I'd be so much smarter. I'd get better grades at school. Or if I had money, then I'd have nicer things and people would like me more. If I only had her looks, you know, I just need to get a little bit skinnier, have my makeup a little bit better. Then I'll be happy with how I look. Maybe if I was more talented. You know, they're so sporty. They're so gifted at music. You know, they're just, they're just better than me. If we let envy control us and boss us around, we'll never be content. You know, Ecclesiastes 4.4, which is a book in the Bible, it says, And I saw that all toil or hard work and achievements spring from one person's envy of another. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. My version, trying to get what somebody else has is like chasing the wind. Have you guys ever tried to chase the wind? Hands up if you've caught it. Interesting. My dog tries to chase the wind, but she never catches it. You know why? Because you can't catch the wind. Envy leads us on a chase that we can never reach the end of. It tells us that we'll never have enough and that we'll never be enough. But God has designed you in the way you are for a reason. He knew you before you were born. And it says in the Bible that he knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you. He doesn't make mistakes. You are enough for God. And you have enough. God will never leave you. In the book of Matthew, it talks about how the birds in the sky don't worry about what they have or where their meal will come from because they know God will continue to provide for them. You know what? You are way more valuable and loved by God than the birds are. You have enough. Philippians 4.19, my God will give you everything you need. So question two, turn to your group. Have you ever felt felt like you weren't enough or you didn't have enough? Well, you know, the second thing that envy does, envy steals our joy. Have you ever been around someone or spent time with someone who is constantly dissatisfied with their life? Are they fun to be around? Not really. They're generally pretty negative and don't really bring much joy with them. That's because envy has stolen their joy. How? Because at the core of envy is selfishness. Envy makes us only think about ourselves. If we let envy be the boss of us, we won't only be robbed of our own contentment, we'll be unable to be happy for anyone else. You know, be honest with yourself. You don't have to share this one. 
Have you ever heard good news about someone else and instead of being happy for them, you're like a little bit annoyed because deep down you kind of wish that it was you. Maybe your mate wins MVP in their footy match. You know you should be happy, but you're kind of just thinking, no one ever sees me. Your friend gets accepted into their dream uni course. That's cool, but I don't even know what I'm doing next year. Your friend gets an A on the science test. You only got a B. Or maybe it's worse. Maybe you've been happy to hear about someone else getting bad news. Did you see how many goals Billy missed in tryouts? There's no way he's going to make the team. Now I have a better chance. What about Shelley? Did you hear how she's totally stuffed up that audition? She sang the, ro- she sang the, the wrong words. She's never going to get that lead role. Yes, now I have a shot. You know, it's, it's pretty horrible feeling. It's a pretty horrible feeling knowing that we've probably all actually had thoughts like this before. It kind of makes me feel sick. <laughs> it makes me feel ugly on the inside. You know, Proverbs 14, verse 30. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Envy rots you on the inside. And you see, when something rots on the inside, you might not see it straight away, but sooner or later you'll start to smell it. And what was on the inside will start showing on the outside. You see, envy starts with how you think, but it ends with what you say and do. So last question, question three. How are you on the inside? Turn to the people around you. Are there any rotting bones? So how do we not let envy control us? Is there another way? And the answer is yes. And it looks like this. Love God and love people. The two greatest commandments that Jesus gives us in the Bible. Number one, love God. If you love God, then you'll listen to who he says you are. You are loved. You are precious. You are valuable to him. He has a plan for you and he wants the best for you. And he knows what's good for you. If you love God, you will be content with who you are and what you have. Love people. When you love people... You learn to think about their needs and their feelings. You'll be kind. You want to encourage them. You'll be able to share in their wins and celebrate when they do well. There will be no room for selfishness. Envy will not be the boss of you. You. That's great. Besides, your boss is only your boss if you're working for them. Kind of sounds weird, but your boss is your boss 
only if you're working for them. So stop working for envy. Quit. Hand in your resignation and say to envy, you are not the boss of me. So Gateway Youth, that's it. Let's not get caught up in what others have. Let's learn to love God, love each other. And if you're with me, I want you to repeat that after me. Envy, you're not the boss of me. Say it again louder. Envy, you're not the boss of me. Stand up. Declare it. One, two, three. Envy, you're not the boss. One last screaming time. Are you ready? Hold nothing back. One, two, three. God, I thank you. I thank you that we do not have to live with envy as our boss. I thank you that we can come to you and that you can show us a way. And God, I just ask that in each of us tonight, you're able to stir up something different, something for us to really think about and take on board. God, help us to love you. Help help us to love those around you and around us. Pray this in your precious name. Amen.